Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. A Federal Reserve official told Congress the ag economy may be headed for a slowdown later this year or early next. Kansas Federal Reserve Bank Vice President Nathan Kaufman told House ag lawmakers that farm credit conditions have strengthened during the last two years with rising commodity prices and land values. But Kaufman says the war in Ukraine has changed the economic landscape. While the strength of farm income these past two years is likely to sustain credit conditions in agriculture for some time, some borrowers may face heightened financial stress in the year ahead if costs continue to rise and commodity prices ease further. Overall, Kaufman says the U.S. farm sector seems well-positioned financially for the rest of this year. But some measures do appear to have softened in recent weeks, and some producers may face more substantial credit challenges than others. In a word, economic conditions are uncertain. Uncertainty about the outlook for the U.S. agricultural economy is high and will depend significantly on global factors, particularly the war in Ukraine and the strength of global economic activity. Kaufman says the war has had a direct impact on the price of commodities and on fuel and fertilizer inputs, creating market uncertainty, volatility, and lender concerns as farm margins tighten. Beef cattle producers find themselves in a challenging environment this year with various headwinds impacting production and profitability. Oklahoma State University Extension livestock market economist Daryl Peel talks about an outlook for the third and fourth quarters of 2022. Well, we're going to continue to see the general trend we have. There's obviously competing forces at work here. These supply fundamentals are going to get more supportive as we go through the year. That would tend to push them up. Obviously, on the other hand, we've got uh, consumer issues on the demand side, inflationary impacts that may limit uh, beef demand more so in the future than it has thus far. So I think we have to kind of wait and see. The bottom line is I don't expect the cattle prices to to go down, and they certainly have the potential to go higher. With higher input costs, the higher cattle prices do not guarantee that ranchers will be more profitable. Many producers are uncertain about profitability, Peel says, and input costs are increasing faster than cattle prices at this point in time. Absolutely. I think profitability is very much a question mark for many producers. The input cost increases in many cases are moving faster than the cattle prices have moved up at this point in time. Now, I think at some point in time, as these numbers do tighten up and sort of all of the supply fundamentals get lined up and kind of all get on the same page, then we're going to have a a little more concerted uh, push for higher cattle prices. Not sure that happens in 2022. It should start to build as we move into 2023. As for beef demand, Peel said there has not been a decrease so far. There's not a lot of real loss of beef demand. I think it's being moderated right now. For one thing, there's no cheap protein alternative. Pork and poultry prices are high. That's helping to support beef prices. But if you look at beef market and some of the cuts and the seasonal patterns, it's pretty clear that there are some impacts here that are kind of moderating beef demand. I wouldn't say that it's weakened a great deal, but I think it's sort of suspect at this point and could turn into a bigger issue depending on what happens really from the general economy standpoint. Producers right now are being cautious in terms of cost management, Peel says, to protect potential for profitability.
U.S. grain exports in all forms total 96 million metric tons during the first nine months of the current marketing year. The exports to 145 countries are just under the total at the same point in the previous marketing year. Increased grain exports to Mexico, Canada, and Colombia helped to offset year-to-date losses in China and Japan. Those five markets account for almost 70% of the grains in all forms commodity exports. U.S. Grains Council Vice President Kerry Sifferath said, quote, These five markets are very important to overall grain in all forms exports. Strong exports of corn, DDGs, and ethanol mean Canada is now the third largest market after Mexico and China, end quote. Mexico surpassed China month over month to become the top market for U.S. grains in all forms, exports totaling 21 million metric tons during the first nine months of the 22-23 marketing year. China is the second largest grains in all forms export market with exports of 20 million metric tons during the same time period. While the western U.S. sees water getting scarcer every day, extremely dry conditions are getting worse in central and eastern states. The U.S. Drought Monitor says a flash drought has developed in parts of the south and northeast, including Texas, Oklahoma, and Missouri. CNN says a flash drought is caused by the rapid intensification of a drought due to a combination of unusually high temperatures, sunshine, and wind. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says flash drought could cause extensive damage to agriculture, economies, and ecosystems. Extreme heat has covered the southern plains for a couple of weeks and more is in the forecast. That's made the ongoing drought much worse. Roughly 94% of Texas was in some form of drought, the largest area since 2013, and over 21% of the state is in exceptional drought. Oklahoma is also experiencing its hottest summer in several years. The Senior Director for International Trade and Market Access for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, Kent Bacchus, says the recent loss of Japan's former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is a great loss to the world. Bacchus says the willingness of Prime Minister Abe to open up trade in Japan with other countries, including the United States, was valuable to the U.S. beef cattle industry. He was really a good leader, someone who not only cared deeply about people of Japan, but, but really tried to uh, to to bring Japan into a, a bigger leadership role and to, to help kind of steer the global economy in a positive direction. Going back several years, he says it was a pleasure working with Abe's staff on trying to expand trade between the United States and Japan. It was my pleasure to work with his staff trying to expand trade between the United States and Japan. Japan is it's a, it's a big market for us, but it's always been a very tough market for us. Prior to uh, uh, to Prime Minister Abe coming into power, it was a very protectionist market. He was uh, really the one that spearheaded trade liberalization and really pivoting Japan from being that protectionist uh, society and growing their economy through trade. Now Japan is the second largest export market for the United States. Abe was assassinated while giving a speech earlier this month. And a number of factors are sending up red flags about slowing economic activity and a potential oncoming recession. A CoBank report says inflation is the largest red flag and the Fed is ready to raise rates until it believes inflation has been controlled. Now, according to Dan Kowalski, vice president of CoBank's Knowledge Exchange, he says, quote, warehouse and inventory costs are still rising at near peak levels and transportation costs are rising at a much higher rate than before COVID-19. Grain rail car availability and prices were at multi-year lows and highs respectively in the second quarter, end quote. Shifting economic sentiments have brought ag and energy commodity prices down from their peaks. 
Grain prices in the second quarter remained volatile, but grain and oilseed prices should push higher because of tight global commodity supplies, especially wheat and soybeans. There are challenges ahead because of dry July weather, and Asian-made crop protection chemicals will continue in short supply. Again, those comments from a new CoBank report. That's going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. Thank you so much for joining us once again and making us part of your day. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.